Hey there, it's Jason. Welcome to the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is very simple. It is to improve always in all ways. Look, I am on a mission to create the absolute best version of myself. And through the Jason Wright Show, I let you know everything I'm doing to make that happen. I interview incredible, remarkable, brilliant individuals from all different walks of life. And I also try to bring you tools, tactics, and protocols that will help you in your own personal mission to improve always in always. Now, let's get started. Last night I went to an event. It was the first ever 100 men who give a damn event in Tyler, Texas. And I got to say, my heart was full. It was awesome. And I think the reason why is because of the simplicity of the name of the event. First of all, it was the first one ever. And I think the five individuals that actually kicked this thing off, they probably had no idea that it would be as successful as it was. If you've ever started something for the first time, ever held like a, a kind of an inaugural event, you have no idea whether people are going to show up or not. And this one was simply, and, and, and with no details, no real details. I mean, you could have dug into the details, but you know what? The the name alone is what did it for me. It's why I went. The person who invited me is a buddy of mine, Clint Childs. Thank you, Clint, for including me in in that. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about here as to why I think this was successful was successful and kind of why it matters at, at a time like where we are right now. All right. So first of all, the fact that Clint sent me the invitation led me to believe that he assumed I was a man who gave a damn. And with that being the case, there was little to no way I was going to miss this event. And I am not a guy that likes to do this stuff anymore. I, I There was a, another chapter of my life whenever I was much more involved in sitting on boards, community activities. I was a city councilman, did all those things. That time has passed. Now I'm pretty reclusive. I pretty much stay to myself, away from the spotlight, away from crowds. But just the simplicity of this title, Men Who Give a Damn, as well as the fact that someone thought enough of me and my character to assume that I did, in fact, give a damn. It didn't matter what I gave a damn about. But that I give a damn, and and just by the title, I I knew kind of what it was. It's just you give a damn about what's going on. You give a damn about your community, and so I was going to go. And I was thinking maybe this was just like some small group of guys they were trying to put together, and if they could get a hundred, they're fine. But probably there'd be ten to twenty. I show up, and the place is packed. This entire pavilion at True Vine in Tyler, Texas, which is a outdoor pavilion that's very large. It's crawling with guys, some that I haven't seen in years, and it was so simplistic in its nature. The way it works is there are people who nominate their nonprofit uh, for for to be pulled out of a of a bucket or a, or a bag, however they did that. And the three that are pulled out then get contacted and get to come and make a five minute pitch in front of all the men who give a damn. And then after they've given their pitch, all the men who have paid one hundred dollars for a chip go up and vote for the charity that they want to receive the entire pool of all the money. It's that simple. The entire thing took an hour. And last night, Camp V, which is a camp for veterans here in East Texas and Tyler, 
incredible organization. I'll put in the show notes uh, some information about both it and the 100 Men Who Give a Damn uh, group. It's, it turns out it's a national organization. This was just the first ever Tyler chapter meeting. They received over $10,000 last night because based on the extra donations plus the 94 that showed up, I think they had something like 10500 bucks. To or No, it was, it was actually more than that, I think. I can't. I, I really. I don't know. It might have been closer to fifteen grand. I didn't hear the actual total that they gave away, but at a minimum, it was. I know ten more than ten thousand dollars. And I, and it just it it came at a time whenever I've actually started making notes, and some of uh, my my guy friends have received a, a type form, kind of a little quick survey about manhood and being an honorable man here recently, and and so it came at the perfect time where I've been contemplating. What's going on in the world? What's going on in our country here in America? And just what's going on with men in general? And I, I've wanted to just kind of give some thoughts as to what I think the cure is for a lot of the world's ills. And one of them, I think, is that we need more strong men, men of honor, men of moral high moral standing, virtuous men to stand up and take the lead and give a damn. A lot of you, if I ask you that question, all right, my men listening and wives that are listening, if you were thinking about your husband, you would say to yourself, yeah, I know my husband gives a damn about our family, our children, this country, but what are they doing? Are they doing anything about it? Or are they just sitting and yelling and screaming at Fox News? Are they getting together with their buddies, drinking cold beer and bitching and pissing and moaning about the state of the world? Are they griping about this, the, the most recent uh, generation and how they keep their faces buried in their, their phone screens and they cannot communicate and they, whenever they have to, uh, whenever they, these people serve them at restaurants and stuff, they have horrible communication skills. They flip the screen around wanting a tip for doing absolutely nothing but taking their money that they can't even count the change for. Are you doing anything about that? Are you starting in your own home by putting your children, getting your children and sitting them down and taking their phone away and sitting down and getting out of with them and saying, hey, we need to talk. We need to communicate. Are they doing those things? If you have something like an organization, like I just, like this one that's getting kicked off here in Tyler, men, are you joining in? Are you doing anything? Are you just going out and proactively looking for what's going on in your community? You're, you're so you're so concerned and pissing and moaning and upset about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Let me tell you something. Washington, D.C. is a long way from Texas, from California. You're bitching about what's going on in California, and you're in Texas. What are you doing to make sure that Texas and your local community is thriving and is being shaped in the type of in type of community that you want it to be, where children are not just planting their, screen, their faces into screens, but they're doing good things, and you're supporting efforts to that end. Are you showing up to church? Are you showing up to church and taking leadership roles? Are you volunteering for Big Brothers Big Sisters? Are you helping boys and girls clubs after school? Are you doing these things? If you say, "Well, no, you know, hey, I've got to, I've got to work. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm running a business. I'm working for a business," and then you know, okay, then <laughs> okay, then fine. Keep keep up your job. Keep making the money and watch your community crumble. But if you give a damn, you'll do something. And here's another thing, too. We know that there has been an absolute attack on masculinity and men, and you can do one of two things with that. This is what I've really been trying to contemplate because I am the most positive dude on the Internet, so therefore I couldn't really come out and say a lot of the things I'd like to say because it would just come off so negative and so harsh. 
to the critics of manhood and masculinity. So what I would just say is, so how do we combat that? Well, it's not going on some podcast and discussing all the problems of society and how the modern woman is basically acting more like a man, is falling victim to the hookup culture, is having sex with as many men as possible, thus abusing their their younger years, they that they're they're doing all these things to self-destruct and then saying, by the way, it doesn't matter what I've done to self-destruct, man, you should love me for who I am. Now I'm gonna I'm not gonna love you for who you are. You need to be uh, a high earner, well educated, you need to be tall, you need to show me you got potential to be something I can look up to. You need to be strong, you need to be masculine. But as for me, it doesn't matter what I look like, what I smell like, what I do, what I act like, what my morals are, how much I drink, how much I don't drink. None of that matters. And if you suggest any standards for me, you're a chauvinistic pig. I could piss and moan about that, but that doesn't solve anything. And a lot of you young men, I've spoken to you, and you're frustrated because you know these women are falling for this, and you watch the Whatever podcast and stuff, which gives the absolute most horrid example of the modern woman and leads the viewer to believe that that's what all young women are like. But I can tell you they're not because I've raised two of them. They're 22 and 23. And my daughters are not someone that would ever be the worst case scenario on the whatever podcast. They would be the contrarian girls that come on and say, wait a minute, what you're, what you're suggesting is not good for us as a species. But all that put aside, what do you do, guys? What do you do? Well, I think it's very simple. You be honorable. You be virtuous. Work hard. Make yourself the absolute one percenter out there, whoever you are. And here's what's going to happen. I was listening to, um, I guess it was Chris Williamson on the uh, Trigonometry podcast. And Francis and Constantine were talking to Chris about this topic. And Chris Williamson, he said that a, a friend of his made the point that there's never been a better time to be above average or to actually be, to, to succeed right now. And the reason why is because we have become so obsessed with mediocrity. Instead, if you look, and, and men, I'm talking to you primarily right now, okay? Men, it is being preached out there that mediocrity is to be understood celebrated and appreciated. It's this whole everyone gets a trophy culture. But the thing is that you know and I know is that reality will always punch everyone in the face at some point. And while there's so many people buying into this myth that you can somehow be well below average and have above average outcomes, we need to take advantage of that. You should take advantage of that. And I assure you, the market will reward you. If you are someone that is in the dating field right now and you want to find a good and virtuous woman. A lot, a lot of women are taking the easy road of satisfying their hedonistic desires, of just falling victim to this idea that hookup culture will not come back to bite them in the ass. A lot of them are doing it. But some are not. A lot of them are not. And the ones that are not, because here's the, here's the simple, honest-to-God truth. Women are going to be able to always have more of the pick of men than men are women. It's just a simple fact. The woman holds the cards. And 
the only thing that you can do, especially in this era of where the the market for the market of really good men who are in fact virtuous, respectful, well educated, potentially or in reality high earners, it's pretty small. The number of women that want that is as great as ever, but the number of women deserving of that is smaller and smaller and smaller. But understand this. You cannot control that pop. You cannot control what's going on in the female sphere. You can't. You can't. The only thing you can do is be an example of how it works. You be virtuous. You be honorable. You be a gentleman. You practice a 100% zero douchebaggery policy and watch the best of the best, the cream of the crop of all the women that are out there come to you and you go to them and them reciprocate with a date with spending time with you. The best will match the rest. Who cares? I just see this happening over and over now with social media always showing the worst of a category. And in, in this whole man versus woman thing, I've been really working this out because what's happening right now is not just men and women battle of the sexes. We are being pitted against one another. Now, look, I don't have to worry about this. I have the girl of my dreams. I have the most amazing woman on earth for me. I could not dream up. I couldn't dream big enough to have in my mind someone as perfectly suited for me as my wife. So I'm out. So the best I can do now is to be a man that my daughters will look to and say to me and say to themselves, hopefully if I do it right, I want to be the type of woman that a man that is like my father would find desirable because my dad is honorable. He's respectful. He's loving. He's strong. He's tough. He's dangerous, but he stewards that danger. I want a man like my father. That's the best we can do. Men, the absolute the absolute best thing you can do to win this game is to give a damn about what kind of a man you are. And giving a damn about what kind of man you are means just giving a damn about the community in which you live, the community which you serve, the household which you lead and serve. The wife that you lead and serve. Give a damn about that role before all else. That's how we bring some order back. I was watching today um, a, a video podcast and the topic of masculinity came up. And it was kind of a discussion of what is true and good and positive masculinity. And it was who's there were two names mentioned as as contrasts. Is it Ben Shapiro, who's got the big brain, very masculine with his brain, but probably not somebody that any barroom brawler is going to be really intimidated by, or Jocko Willing, who every barroom brawler is intimidated by, but also happens to be very bright. And so the, the thing is that it was that the, the two guests, they were basically saying that they didn't think that the typical alpha male was in fact the alpha male at all, that, that, you know, a, what makes a real man is not being burly and strong and tough and just kind of that, again, that, that Andrew Tate type 
guy that's just hyper masculinity that can fight and is aggressive and is very blunt and whatever that that wasn't it but it was someone who was really bright and strong and carried themselves well using the comparisons of like napoleon putin hitler these other men that were obviously hyper masculine but small in stature they're not very big right these are little guys and i thought about that and i was like okay what is kind of the ideal man that exudes true, honorable, virtuous masculinity. And I came back to Jocko Willink. I think Jocko pretty much exhibits masculinity masculinity at its highest, most evolved form of anyone I can think of. Why do I say that? Jocko Willink, there's very few rooms that he walks in that he couldn't kick anybody's ass that's in it. But that's not what it is. That's not what makes him the most evolved masculine specimen that I can think of. It's the fact that he walks in that room. He knows he can kick everyone's ass. Everyone knows he can kick their ass. And yet, the rarest thing that would ever happen in that room is Jocko Willink kicking anybody's ass. In fact, I once heard Jocko Willink say when he was asked, if you were ever in a downtown urban area and you were confronted by someone with a weapon or just wanted to fight you, what would you do? Jocko said, I'd run. I'd run. Jocko Willink. Does that mean that he would run because he couldn't handle himself? No. In fact, he knows that he most likely would win, and the other individual, especially if they're holding a weapon, would probably die. What does that mean? Legal battles, front-page news. It, it, it would follow him everywhere he went for the rest of his life. And he might lose. He might die. What happens if he runs? Nothing. If he gets away, nothing. Never going to see the people again, most likely. No one's ever going to know that he ran. No, one's, no one was watching. The only thing keeping him from doing that is his pride and his ego, which will get you in trouble every time. So the very fact that Jocko has that kind of mentality of being a walking, breathing weapon that he chooses to more times than not keep holstered makes him the height of masculinity. And I don't know Jocko personally, but everyone that I know that does know him says he's just a good dude. He's honorable to his family, to his wife, to his children. He's a provider, hard worker. He's brilliant, well-read. And then there's just the outward Jocko that we all see. The dude is tough as freaking nails. We need more men like Jocko Willing. Does he give a damn? Of course he gives a damn. He was a Navy SEAL. He gave a damn about this country. He was willing to die for this country. He watched comrades in arms die for this country. Does he give a damn? Yeah, he gives a damn. That's what we need. We need a lot more men to stand up to give a damn. We need men, we need, and wives, if I might say a word to you, encourage your husbands to give a damn. To give a damn about y'all's family. To give a damn about you. You are the princess, the queen of that house. And it is his job, his duty, ordained by God to love you with unbelievable honor and sacrifice. 
to cherish you. And if he gives a damn, he will. And there's no one on this earth better suited with more authority to remind him of that than you. You got sons? Tell them, be a man. Be a man who gives a damn. Care about yourself. Care about your health. Care about your mind. Care about this household. Care about this community. Do something. That's the height of manhood. The height of manhood is giving a damn. And I think if we're ever going to get out of this ridiculous state that we're in right now, and particularly in America, where the loudest voices getting all the attention are people that obviously don't give a damn about themselves from the looks of most of them, given their health and just their lack of joy, happiness, fulfillment. We need the only way I think to combat that is for us to lead by example. And it starts with just caring. Just give a damn about the, about the life you're living, make the best of of it. I mean, that's, this whole, it just really, last night, I was thinking about the mantra of the Jason Wright Show, to improve always in all ways. Why, do we, why should anybody ever want to improve themselves in every area of life? Well, that's because they care. Because you give a damn. You care about your health. As I'm getting older, the people around me, family members, I watch them getting older, and I see what happens when they don't give a damn about their health. I see what's happening and I look and it's sad and it breaks my heart to see how just day-to-day life is a struggle for them. I hear so many people complaining and bitching and griping. They say they give a damn, but all they do is bitch and whine and moan. And so my encouragement for each and every one of you, especially you men. First, I would look into seeing if there's a local chapter of 100 men that give a damn in your community, and if so, get behind it. I mean, let's let's think about this, what happened last night. Do you know how many weeks and months and money and underwriting and, and man hours go into most events that raise $10,000 for an organization? A lot. A lot. I'll cut to the punchline a lot. I'm the chairman of a nonprofit here in town that I guarantee you for us to have an event that would raise over $10,000 in one hour for us would be unfathomable. But let me tell you something. If you imagine, so think about that for a moment. If a hundred men who just, just given the, given the, the battle cry, Do you give a damn? Yes, we give a damn. Okay, $10,000, one hour, done. Imagine what 100,000 men who give a damn, a million men who give a damn, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, what they could do, the change they could make, the impact they could have on families and communities, the country, the world. Don't check out, men. Do not check out. Regardless of what is being said, regardless of the arrows being hurled at men today, all that, come on, that's, it's not us to, 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 to whine and gripe and complain. We know the numbers. We know the statistics. More men die of violent, 
is a part of hand-to-hand violence than, than either of the two sexes. More men are incarcerated for violent crimes. More men are likely to become addicted to drugs and narcotics. More men are alcoholics. More men commit suicide. More men die in wars. More men die of falls. We know all that. So what do you do? Be the best man you can possibly be. That's that's the absolute best answer. Because guess what? <clears throat> what we know, I was reading this book called, uh, oh goodness, uh, Boy Crisis. I can't recall the author. But he was working with the National Organization of Women during the Obama administration. And uh, he was actually on the board. He was a man, but he was on the board of the National Organization of Women. And when he was working on this uh, national uh, program or, or, or movement initiative that uh, the Obama administration was putting forward, he just happened to ask the question, not from a standpoint of, hey, what about us? It was just, he was just curious. He said, wow, this is amazing. He was really impressed with what everybody was doing to get behind this, this uh, initiative for, for girls and women and, and everything. He said, what is the equivalent of this for men? Crickets. Don't have one. Don't have one. And some people listening to this would say, like, why would we need that? I mean, you know, patriarchy. Why would we need that? Why would anybody need to look out for men? They have all the advantages. Well, I go back to, well, okay, if that's the case, then why are more of them blowing their heads off? Why are more of them depressed? Why are more of them incarcerated? Why are more of them just really struggling through life? Well, there's something going on. But the crickets, men should be an indication of the fact that we got to do this ourselves. We got to do this ourselves. And the best place to start is within each and every one of us. And it starts by caring. It, it starts by giving a damn. So go get it. Go get it. Be the absolute best man you can be. Never stop in the daily pursuit of that perfect, heightened, authentic manhood and masculinity. Be dangerous, but steward that danger. Cherish that danger, but let it help you build confidence in who you are. Be gentle when it's time to be gentle. Be hard when it's time to be hard. But most importantly, be virtuous at all costs. It all starts with just giving a damn. It's that simple. This should be every man's battle cry. I give a damn. That's why I do what I do. All right, that's it. Hope you have a great day. Never stop improving. Always and always. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out. Thank you.